favorite the favorite sneakers the, the uh, King Jones favorite sneakers are Air Jordan one by Fragment and uh, I don't know how many pairs uh, how many pairs he he owns and uh, he wore them in a lot uh, of NB uh, shows and um, before he collaborated with uh, Hiroshi Fujiwara and Fragment for uh, LV. So I think uh, it's something uh, mm, something related to the artistic director, to Kim Jones. And uh, I think that uh, uh, it's uh, um, a pair of sneakers it's so important for him that maybe he wanted to try to, to give his twist and uh, it's and his firm's twist to the to the sneakers. Then I know that maybe as a and I, and I think that Jordan uh, Jordan brand as a David as David was saying is the second most famous and the, the second biggest brand in the world for sneakers uh, behind Nike. So I think that uh, Jordan brand is something else is. Isn't uh, Michael Jordan anymore? Isn't sportswear anymore? Is something really bigger than that? And so Dior, that is a, a big and a, a historic fashion brand, a historic luxury brand, wanted to mix with a big, a big sportswear brand, as big as Dior is for the luxury, the luxury world. I think that that's all. And the, I can understand that uh, somebody could be salty for that, but uh, uh, I don't think we, I, I on around the world, I read something like, uh, your one is the worst sneakers of the year. Come on, Trent. Uh, I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it is possible to be honest. How could it be the worst sneaker of 2020? It's impossible. Maybe it could, uh, Maybe it could be the the most overrated, but I don't think so too. And uh, I don't know. I, I I could understand the points, but I think that it's a great pair of sneaker, and uh, that's all. Maybe uh, we can't afford it. Um, for sure, we can't afford it. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a really great pair. I think to touch on what Dave said, um, you know, as far as as far as the give and take, as far as the, what did we get um, from them? Like we got the Travis one and then we got the Mocha. I guess the easy answer is we got that racer blue Jordan one zoom that was not really all that great. I don't think, but now they sell for $600 because, you know, people want the shoe because they didn't get the Dior, you know, people kind of want that, that replacement, that thing that's comparable. So I guess that's kind of the easy answer to that question. But I also think about it in terms of like, we all have grails. Like we all have these things, these sneakers that we want that we know like leading up to the release, we're not going to get it like for retail. You know what I mean? Like we're not going to get, you know, even if you look at Virgil and Off-White, None of us were getting a Chicago one at retail, an off-white Chicago one. Like, that was not going to happen. Even, like, even other off-white collabs after that, like, the off-white Jordan 4, no, not happening. The off-white 5 at retail is also not happening. So, I don't, 
and I get the point that like it was kind of us that made the Jordan one popular, but I don't, I guess I'm having a hard time seeing the difference between, oh, this is a $2,000 Dior shoe that's not obtainable. I don't see the difference between that and like, oh, a Ronnie Fyag Gel Light 3, Salmon Toe 1.0, for some of us, Josh, is not obtainable. Like, it's just way too much money. It's already, you know... Just don't buy two or three. Just don't buy the next two or three releases. You got it. You're good. Yeah. You see? And, like, and that's what I mean. Like, if, if people, like, really want to go in and get this shoe, I mean, it's, it's kind of up to them what they want to do with it. I, I don't really see the difference between the Dior Jordan 1 as a grail and other shoes that are just straight up unicorns that we'll never find again. And, you know, kind of like mine, the Chlorophyll uh, Tech Challenge 2, like, they only sold that at Wimbledon. And it was one of the best shoes of that year, but I'm not going to be angry at Nike for only putting that out at Wimbledon knowing that I wasn't fucking going to Wimbledon. You know what I mean? So I just, I don't know. I, I don't really know the difference between the Dior one is a grail and all the other grails that we have that are not really attainable. But I feel like that's different. Like, I feel like those are different. Those are different levels, right? So like accessibility in terms of, like I can go get an Air Jordan 1 Dior high right now. I just don't have 13 grand, right? Like mm-hmm. you literally cannot find the shoe that you want, right? And that's, and I think that's like, like being limited and unobtainable because of, you know, time and location and um, just, you know, the fact that, you know, history has probably destroyed most of those shoes, you know, because people have worn them and not really cared and not known. Um, I think it's very different. And so like, for me, I'm, you know, and I'm okay with, I'm okay with not getting the Dior one. Like it's not a grail for me. It's really like, it's, it's a great, it's a great Jordan one, but it's not a grail for me. Um, I'm always like, I think, I just think about like the accessibility, right? Like, like the Travis one, like it was, it wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to get the shoe, but there was an accessibility issue with that. Right. Like it was, it was, it wasn't price. It wasn't like they made that shoe and didn't didn't think about the consumer, right? Like, I think there was a thought behind the Dior One consumer, but at the same time, um, for someone like me who wears Jordan Ones, who has like 10 Jordan Ones, you know, a $2,000 Jordan One is not wearable. Like, I can't. I can't justify wearing a $2,000 shoe. And so I guess the question, another question that sort of comes up is like, okay, like a $2,000 retail shoe that's handmade in Italy, um, does it function as like a wearable shoe or does it, or is it solely like, you know, a work of art like that, that you put on a shelf? Like, um, like, what does that say about the, the culture? Like, you know, that, that there's a shoe that's $2,000 retail and like people are expected to wear it. Like, I can't, like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't justify it. They wanted it to be like a bag, right? The, in the craftsmanship and the construction. But it's like, when you put that on your feet, it's, it, 
it doesn't wear like a bag. <laughs> You're stepping on shit and like creasing it and you can't wear it like without wrecking it. And, and so that's for someone who's comfortable doing that. And now they're like an eight to 10 grand plus shoe. Like, yeah, how do you wear that? I have a hard time wearing grails that I bought where I'm like, what if I scuff this? What if I, what if I want to sell it one day? What if I want my money back for it? Like every time I wear it, it's worth like 50 bucks less. It's like a little nerve wracking. So I, I, yeah, I mean, you spend a lot of money on something like a salmon toe, but it's still a $120 shoe probably like at retail, it probably wasn't much, but it, uh, I had, I had this interesting thought, like at least if you're chasing a Dior as your grail, you get it in hand and you're going to be impressed no matter what. It's not just standard nubuck and mesh and, you know, suede that's maybe even fake suede on some grails that we have, right? Even Jordan grails, even, I don't know the Travis Scott, it's probably nice, but the materials aren't worth a grand. I don't know how much those go for now. They're probably a grand. At least if you had landed a Dior one in your hands, you'd look at it and you'd say, you know, this is definitely like a step above as far as quality. Most Asics grails are still just a $120 shoe at, at the heart of it, at the, right? You're, you're paying for the colors maybe, but, and what it means, obviously. I think that we complain about quality checks on the Adoras uh, for 200 and Did you see the upside down Raekwon logo? Someone got a pair with that logo totally upside down? That would crack me up. Imagine what happens when uh, somebody finds a flow you know, $2,000 pair of shoes. You know? I, I can understand the point, but still, uh, I can say that Yes, for a luxury brand to, for a pair of sneakers, $2,000 is a really, really, really high price. I think that uh, usually you, you don't pay a pair of sneakers in a, in a luxury store that, that price. But I think that there you are paying the collaboration, then you are paying, of course, the hype. And I think they could have priced more too. And I think they would have been sold out as well. So um, I, I can understand the, the point, but I think that uh, when I'm talking about the best sneakers of the year, I'm talking about, uh, uh, as, uh, as, I was told, as I was telling before, uh, I'm talking about the shoes themselves, just that. Then there are some others, some some other features like the release weight, the price point, and the materials and everything. But uh, uh, I think that uh, again, if we are talking about the shoes, uh, we can't say it's they aren't uh, at minimum top twenty shoes of twenty twenty. In my opinion, and I think uh, yes, you can you can't like them because you don't like a grayer Jordan, but uh, I think you can't say I don't like because uh, the community, the Air Jordan community can't afford them. I think they are two different things. They are two different fields, two different aspects. So where- Yeah, I think as far as like, if you're gonna wear, like it's, I, over the last couple of years, I kind of just stopped judging people on what they spend their money on. You know, people are out here spending $800 for 
a Charizard Pokemon card, like that they're gonna, you know what I mean? So I mean, it's really, it really just depends on what people covet, you know. Just because it's two thousand dollars at retail, just because someone wants to, even someone like us who are just like fixated on this Dior one, and they're just like, you know what? I'm saving every single penny of like as I as far as much as I can over the next couple of years, and I'm buying this Dior Jordan one because I want to wear it. Like it's it's more up to them rather than, oh, this is a $2,000 shoe. Like I couldn't possibly wear this. Like, you know, we, you know, we scoff at, you know, people who spend four or five, six hundred dollars on shoes. But like, if it's what they covet, you know, it's what they're going to do. You know, people have cars that they paid six figures for that just sit in their garage. So it's like, I think it's the onus is more on them, whether or not they want to wear it. I, I mean, if I had it, maybe I'd wear it but like I don't have like luxury brand stuff so it's like I'll wear a Dior one with a Mets hat and a white tee from Target and like some Levi jeans like because that's just that's just what you know I have and that's what I would wear with this one shoe that just so happens to be expensive like I think that goes back to what Francesca said I mean it has nothing to do with I don't think it really has to do with the price point if they're nice you wear it. If you don't wear it, that's that's up to you. So where does it? I think putting it on like a top list of the year, a year-end list. I think the interesting thing about that is, um, yeah, as a shoe, if you just judge, say, like you pick a hundred shoes and you narrow it down to say the ten nicest-looking ones, it might make that top ten for you. It, I think that's probably fair and that's probably correct. But I think in terms of how they release this or who it's accessible for, for me, it's not going to make my top 10 list. It's not going to make, you know, sneaker of the year for me because it's not for me. It's not attainable. And it, especially at resale, but even just at retail, it's not a sneaker for a person like me. So I, I don't even, I think you're right. I'm not looking at the list of Dior shoes. They sell a whole bunch of shoes. Some look like Chuck Taylors, like you said, with the Dior, you know, print on it. They look cool, but I'm not ranking those in my top sneakers. I think this this exists kind of outside of this realm. I think it's, you know, it's the same things Francesco was saying. The reason it's for him, if it is your top sneaker of the year, it's almost like the same reason why I just exclude it from the list completely. I think as far as, far as quality craftsmanship materials, it's probably phenomenal it looks nice it's a nice gray it's a simple shoe but it it's excluded for me just because of it's not for me it's not for someone like me where do you rank it yeah i can't buy a ferrari i can't buy a ferrari but uh uh, but i see that uh, it's a great car uh that's what i mean and uh, i prefer a high price a high initial price point than a high resale price that uh, I can't pay as well because available, mm. but uh, I could have afforded them at an uh, initial price. So I prefer that kind of price that I can't afford them since the start. Like, uh, I don't know, the Air Force One by Keith, friends and family. I can't afford them because, uh, of course, just resale price. Then, uh, some prices like I don't know, uh, Ben and Jerry Dunks, for example. I didn't like them, but 
for example, no, you know, for instance, more than a thousand dollars resale price for a shoes, for a pair of shoes worth how much? I don't know. The 130. 100, 130. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's crazier than uh, than two thousand dollars Dior, Air Dior. I couldn't agree more. I, I think that's that's an outstanding point. I don't. I I have less, way less of an issue, like you said, Francesca, with a two thousand dollar retail shoe reselling for however much it's going to than a one hundred dollar SB Dunk. That's going to resell for fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I can't. I can't. I can't justify. I couldn't justify that, especially given the quality and the craftsmanship, and you know the detail that goes into something like a like a Jordan, like the the, the Dior Jordan One. Um, for me, I mean, I think, I think it is sort of in my top 10 um i'd have it at like 10 just because i think the quality is 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 just immaculate i think the color is immaculate um i'm a simple guy like i love simple silhouettes and i love simple colorways um and things that i can wear with everything which i think this you could um so for that and then you know obviously dior um i do Think they're a great brand and i think you know they they are going to do something that other brands and other collaborators aren't going to do which is make sure that the product meets a very high standard of quality um so you're not going to get a backward <laughs> tongue label so so like you know for me that that puts them that puts them at 10 um because it matters because they matter as a shoe of the year right but in terms of like what josh said you know i'm i'm just not looking at them and they're not looking at me um and that's a shame like you know i feel i feel kind of disillusioned by that right because i'm a big jordan one fan i you know i think you know i do have a sort of sense of entitlement i think in in terms of like being able to access jordan one pairs um and you know i think I think brands already do a horrible job of that. So, you know, I don't, I don't like the idea of them escalating that purposefully. So, um, so I put like a mocha one ahead of them, you know, or, um, and I, I'd probably put like that zoom crater Jordan one above them. Um, the, you know, the one with the recycled soul or whatever, because I think from my perspective, it's a more important shoe like it's more important in terms of like what what it's for and why it was made and that has more of a connection with jordan brand and their fans because it's saying it's something from jordan brand that's saying our message to you is we want to do more sustainable things we want to do more um we want to move the sneaker culture in a better better direction, right? Whereas the Dior one says, I wanna, I want rich people to buy my stuff, not you. <laughs> like, so like, so like I feel like, you know, I put it ahead of it. I put that shoe ahead of it. Um, just in terms of like my 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 top 10 um Jordan ones. And I don't know if I'd put it in my all-time list. Um 
I have to really think about it. I think that's a matter of target. A matter of target you want to you want to hit. Uh, I think that uh, if you want to target the as you as you said the all rich people, you buy a, a Dior one, an Air Dior. If you want to target uh, common people with uh, an environmental project, uh, uh, corporate social responsibility, etc., you buy the other one. Uh, but for example, have you ever seen the player editions Jordan ones? I think the leather they use on on those ones are way better than uh, than the normal ones. But they aren't available for the public, and but they are available to, for reselling, and they're available for five thousand dollars, the same price of RDR. And I can't understand why they don't use that kind of leather. Uh, there is a, a page on Instagram. I think uh, it's called English Souls, and uh, it has all the Jordan ones, players editions, all big size, so all my size, <laughs> and it's uh, and uh, they have all the all the nicest colors of universities, you know, and uh, they resell it for five thousand, six thousand, so the same and maybe Jordan could use that kind of leather for some releases, but don't do it. Uh, that's an example. And, uh, and I'm, I'm more salty for that one that, than for the, for the Dior. If we want to touch on, is this a trend that should continue? And I think, I, think he, I was thinking about my own collection and I'm not like going to chase after too many Jordans anyway. But if, a, if an ASICS collab came out or a Diodora collab with a high-end brand, um, you know, at what point would I be likely to buy that? I think if it sort of went this route and it ended up being $2,000 for a Gel Light 3, I, it wouldn't interest me. I think when they do release Made in Japan edition, I do like that. I like knowing that it's going to be a little better quality something like super green. I think they retailed about 250, which is a bit higher than a normal gel light three. But when you see them, the quality is quite a bit nicer. I, I think I'd be more likely to, to hit that price point. I don't know if I would buy something collab with like a high end brand. Um, but I do like seeing made in Italy. I do like seeing those things versus made in question mark with what kind of conditions we don't really know. That's another issue altogether. But, um, but I, like, I like that direction. I think um, I'm not drawn to too many high-end brands personally, um, but I do work in the jewelry world. So I do like seeing when that craftsmanship hits another level. I, I see some high-end stuff. And when I do Cartier or Van Cleef, I like seeing that craftsmanship on that. It's, you know, the attention to detail is so much higher. So it's exciting. So if there was sort of a meeting point in the middle that wasn't quite the air Dior, but still, you know, well-made, ethically made, things like that. I'd love to see more of that in, in with other brands too, ASICS, Theodore, even Nike. Yeah. I think the difference is if a gel light three, you know, Dior or Louis Vuitton or something like that were to come out, it would not sell see that's something that would probably be accessible because you know 
things like gel light threes, like it's only like us in the runner group that like still really look for those. You know what I mean? Like I bought like six or seven like older pairs last year. So I think if it were if it were something like that and retailed for maybe not two thousand, but like some like fifteen hundred, like twelve hundred would I guess Dave, it would be the question for you, like would we gravitate more toward that would you have less of an issue with that because not everybody's going to lose their mind over a luxury brand gel light three um or another runner kind of in that vein new balance even mm-hmm. so i am cheap <laughs> but like i don't i would say no right i would say no and so like and 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 hear me out because like with the gel light three um like we have high-end versions of it right like technically like so calm de garçon they did a they did a gel light three this year right or last year and that was three hundred dollars and it's sitting on shelves right and it's and that's the market. That's not me. That's the market, right? So, so people aren't buying it. And so, you know, you have the Comme des Garçons fans that aren't buying it, and then you also have, um, you know, the fans that are Gelite Three fans or the Asics fans that aren't buying it. So, um, but there are made in Japan stuff. Like, you know, last year they had the the Kobe Beef made in Japan, you know, Gelite Three, and you know that was what two forty, two sixty. Um, when it when it came out, and you know, like I personally, they sat know a bit what, I, too. what they sat a bit too. I think like there were some yeah. sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I bought mine. That's for maybe half the price. nature of the apron. Yeah, and I bought mine for half price. Like you know what I mean. So like I know. So like the market, the market for that isn't there. I would say you know, um, and you know, New Balance, New Balance has stuff that's like that too. I think you know, where it's like high end. Um, I don't know, like their Horween leather stuff. I mean, that always sits too though, right? Like it doesn't sell out. Um, what was, they did that pair last year with, um, who was it? It wasn't Timberland, it was somebody. Red Wings, the Red Wings, 997. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are super expensive, right? And it wasn't. And Red Wings leather. isn't like a high quality brand. What? The Horwin leather made too. Yeah. And they were they were expensive. And yeah. I don't I don't I don't think they sold out right away, right? Like they weren't. I, no. I feel. They seated for a while, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I feel like I feel like it's hard to go to another brand and do like the high-end collaboration and and think that they're going to sell out it's just i just i think that you know if you're into runners like a lot of like all of us are it's just not like we're not doing that like we're not going to do that we're going to go nope i'm not buying it and other people are going to be like nope i'm not buying it either and they're like we'll be like we like it and once it goes on sale we'll buy it you know like but i don't think that happens with like the like jordan ones like i think i think nike has such like Josh said, like a marketing, you know, beast behind everything that like, we're just, you know, that everything is just going to go like, no matter what that thing could have been, they could have been $5,000 and they would have sold out. Like we know that. Right. So like, 
I think it's I think it's totally I think it's it might be like different. Yes, Asics uh, uh, has a, a different aura than uh, than Nike, of course, and that's yeah. the matter. So, uh, so it is Red Wing. Uh, Red Wing isn't the aura, of course. And uh, for example, we had a made in Japan Asics. I think for four hundreds for yeah. uh, two years ago, maybe a, a blue, a pale blue, blue, the, the dark blue. blue. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, just full size, so I, I wasn't interested in them because I think that the biggest number was 11 to, so uh, never had them in hand, but they hadn't the same height then, of course, as the same height then of the of the first made in Japan, so you know, the back, uh, they were the back 10 maybe, the first made in Japan A6 July 3. Uh, nobody will, uh, nobody, replied that that kind of hype but i think that depends on as a, as i was i was telling uh, before what people want in that moment and uh, i think that maybe if uh, all the shoes you mentioned uh, would have been released in 2015 where the hype the asic hypes the asic hype was uh, was really high i think that maybe they would have sold out in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, today, people want Air Jordan. You know, uh, Generation Z. All the all the guys born in the latest '90s or at the beginning of uh, 2000 want Air Jordan and Dunks. They they want that. They want those ones, and those ones sell out. Four years ago, uh, it was the Air Max One moment. And all Air Max ones sell out, sold out. So uh, I think that's just and uh, in this kind of uh, in this kind of movement, in this kind of uh, uh, of change, uh, fashion tries to find its way and uh, and tries to connect with what people want. That's that's all in my opinion. Thanks for tuning in to the Run the World podcast podcast is produced by David Blackman and Joshua Nickel. Video and animation by Joshua Nickel. Logo by David Blackman. Intro music by Adam Carabine.